We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Chris Berman was a part of the festivities. He had a fun fact that I'm not so sure if it was a fun fact. Also, of course, two African-American quarterbacks starting against each other in the Super Bowl for the first time. Fittingly, February 12th is Abe Lincoln's birthday. Here we go. Oh, no. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> that was super random note. All right, so let me get this straight. The, uh, the coincidence of it being Abe Lincoln's birthday is worth pointing out because he freed the slaves? Did you see Abe Lincoln yet? I be- is that what he means? I, I believe that's an like, emancipation proclamation reference. reference. Also, <laughs> February 12th is Abe Lincoln's birthday. Here we go. Oh, you it. think he went rogue there? Did someone write that for him? Oh, no, I think he went rogue. Uh, fittingly... February 12th is Abe Lincoln's birthday. Texas says he would have stuck the landing if he ended with a shout-out to the Emancipation Proclamation. Yeah, yeah, really tie the reference together. He kind of got blown away. Great story. Oh, you're doing too much, Chris. This is so cringeworthy. The one time he does it live, he decides to riff on black quarterbacks in the NFL. No, boom, no. Flags half-staff remembering uh, 150 years ago today, Abraham Lincoln died of a gunshot wound. From the, uh, I think it was a Derringer from James Wilkes Booth. I've seen that gun before. I saw it on TV. It's not a very big piece, but then again, he was close, as the story goes, as historians tell it. Two balls, two strikes, two down. One, two, three. Here we go, Jim. Here we go. Here we go, Jim. Here we go, Tony. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. It's always good when baseball people work in very serious stories and then a 2-2 count. It always, the next pitch always comes. You know this is a play-by-play guy. It always it always, it makes me smile. Um, I believe that one time Ed Farmer broke the news about Phil Jackson not coming back to the Bulls 
in the middle of a Luis Valbuena at bat. Wow. Playing against Cleveland. Like, that's just my favorite stuff. <laughs> Can't confirm. Was, work, was working the game against the Tribe that night, and Spiegel either called me or called the studio, one of the two, to make sure we had that. Did, did, did Ed Farmer just break Phil Jackson news? <laughs> the middle of a Luis Valbuena at bat. That's amazing. Amazing. Uh, that's why I love the game. That's why it's our game. Right there is why you love the game. Well, and this year, it's going to be even tougher for guys like Pat Hughes and Matt Spiegel to work in anecdotes <laughs> between the pitches yeah, man. because we got a pitch clock. James Wilkes Booth. We got, we, got, we got a lot of anecdotes. He was so close. Yeah. Two out of three. Yeah. The name Wilkes Booth. Pitch clock is here, baby. Pitch it's, clock it's is coming. Here. You're psyched. I know how psyched you are, man. I think, it's, I think it's long overdue. I think it's amazing. I think it's the biggest of the rule changes. I love so much about it. 15 seconds to throw a pitch with the bases empty. 20 seconds with a runner on base and hitters have to be in the batter's box with eight seconds left on the pitch clock. And so I, I like a lot. I like what it's trying to do. I like that they've done it in the minor leagues before. I like that they're doing it, even though all of the players are not on board. So Mm -hmm. they're kind of forcing like for the betterment of the game and not the betterment of the players union this year or veterans or whatever, because there'll never be a perfect time to do it. I like that. They're not just like dipping their toe in the water. They're not like, well, 25 seconds uh, with nobody on and 30 seconds with somebody. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're going to what they actually think is best. Yeah. And they're just doing it for the good of the game. But that, I don't, it, it's going gonna, gonna to wreak havoc, though, man. Good. Good. It, it, Jason just, Stark wrote about it today, all the different rules. Because it's not just that. It's the pickoff rule. It's, you know, where you can't disengage from the rubber. It's the bigger bases. It's all of it. But, but good. Baseball needs disruption. Disruption is a good thing for innovation. Like it, wreaking havoc is is a good thing mm-hmm. if it is done in the interest of uh, of moving a product forward of advancement. It's not a good thing when like the teams don't know what kind of ball you're playing with. Like one year the ball flies, one year yeah. the ball that, that's not a good or the ball feels like a cue ball or the ball is this or the ball is that. That's not a good thing. But like calculated, informed, pressurized. Advancement and innovation, uh-huh. that is a good form of disruption. So I'm sure there will be unintended consequences. I'm sure there will be controversy. That's fine. But today what we wanted to talk about is how this works, and especially in baseball, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, mm-hmm. they're going to try to work around this oh, stuff. Oh, boy, are they. So, so ways in which teams can work around the rules. I know you've got some ex- – like some – intricate stuff on the shift and i want to get to that in just a second Uh but like an obvious one okay that i don't think a lot of people have considered yet if you haven't been following this story very closely with the pitch clock you got to throw the ball with 15 within 15 seconds if there's nobody on base 20 seconds if there's someone is but the clock starts when you're standing on the mound when you're on the dirt Mm -hmm. so people think what's going to happen for the workaround, for the slower working pitchers, is they're going to catch the ball back from the catcher and get the signal for the next pitch while standing on the grass, and then they'll walk up to the mound. Yep. So not so, and that and that's so that's when they, but but their routine that they're used to doing on the mound, maybe you'll start to see them do it on the grass. Everything they do between pitches, breathing deep and trying to get to 100% of their power for max effort on every pitch. You might see them take all that time on the grass. Which is lame, which which baseball might need to figure something out with. 
number of times you can step onto the grass if you're a pitcher if the ball doesn't come in play. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you, Spirit of the rules. Spring training is going to be bananas with this kind of stuff. And you've got the World Baseball Classic interrupting spring training, so you're not We're, even going to have all of the guys there to participate and in And none it. of those rules are in place in spring training. Correct. But to your point of like, remember that like front offices have spent a couple of months now talking about this stuff and trying to come up with ways and managers well, and, have come I mean, with and stuff. Lo- and longer because it's been in play in the minor leagues and these guys all have Absolutely. minor league organi- organizations but, that they oversee. You know, Jason Stark makes a point I hadn't thought about, which is that they might not even try some of their stuff that's going to be the most effective until opening day. So they might not even, they might keep some stuff in their pocket. In terms of working around the rules. Yes, in yeah. terms of the workarounds. So you're going to see this huge trial and error during spring training of all the different workarounds, but there might be some that they're withholding until opening day because stuff that they try to do is going to get is going to get shot down and litigated during spring training. So that's one for the pitch clock that is like a fairly obvious thing. Yeah. But. So the shift, remind people of the shift. It's two people on either side of the base have to be on the dirt, correct? So the rule is now that at the time a pitch is thrown, all four infielders have to be on the dirt um, with two on each side of second base. They could be on the infield grass. So if you want to play in, you can't, but you can't play behind the dirt. And two on each side of second base. Players are going to be allowed to move as soon as the ball leaves the pitcher's hand, okay? Already... They went, teams went to the rules committee and said, hey, can we start running when the pitcher is in his delivery, right? Can we start? So can I have my shortstop start to move while the pitcher's in the windup and get behind second base and get over there? And they said, no, no, you can't do that. So, and it's kind of a, a bad defensive position to be in anyway, to be moving as as the pitcher is is winding up yeah. side to side. So, yeah. So this is the rule, and I just I just tweeted out the visual aid. Do you see my visual aid there, Danny, uh, on the Twitter? I had some fun with uh, with drawing. Shane, do you see it? Shift rule change counterattack option is is what I call I got it. it. Look at that, it's beautiful. Look at that, right? It's a defensive alignment. Would you like to tell people what you see in the defensive alignment, sir? Okay, um, I see a baseball diamond. Yes, I see a really good start. <laughs> a, a, a third baseman with an arrow pointing to left field and pointing up to towards third base in the grass because you've got a shortstop shifted over to as close to second base basically as he can be. Uh-huh, but not on the other side because he's not allowed. So second base and shortstop or shortstop and third base still on the left side where they have to be. And then you've got a second baseman and first baseman kind of tucked defending the right field line right you see where that second baseman is is all the way over by the first baseman because because you've got a left the left fielder yes where the basically as close to the dirt as possible where the second baseman could have normally been but he's still standing on the outfield grass and you've got the center fielder (laughs) in the left center field with an arrow pointing both directions so you basically have so this is if you'd have a, a a pull hitting lefty yes. who would normally be shifted against yes you have a third baseman responsible for covering left field and third base correct a shortstop playing as close up the middle as possible a left fielder playing in the outfield but behind second base mm-hmm. and a center fielder covering center and left center and left so basically what's going to happen is that some team and i know for a fact that some teams are talking about this and going to do it 
a left fielder is going to be more like a super utility player. Imagine, say, I don't know, Leary Garcia in left field. And nope. It, nope. <laughs> sorry, guys. That. Sorry, guys. No, somebody like that. But somebody who has some infield experience. And that left fielder, when there's a lefty pull hitter, is going to run over and be just past the dirt there on the right side of the field, essentially acting as a fifth infielder. And the center fielder will shade towards left. And the third baseman, who oftentimes, it used to be you hide a lumbering, bulky player there. Or somebody with a bad knee, you can hide him at third. Probably no longer, because that third baseman is going to have to be ready if a lefty pull hitter decides to go opposite field. Right? Wait a minute now. So you're telling me, Speaks. Yeah. Mayor of Baseball City, USA, that versatility and athleticism and fundamentals are going to be important here? Big time. Nope. I'm out. No thanks. But but look what it still is, daring a lefty pull hitter to go opposite field. It's still daring a lefty pull hitter to go opposite field and assuming that they're not going to do it. So as you dare them to go oppo, your third baseman better be ready to better to better be ready to run all the way back into the left field corner. I apologize for stalling this conversation for a second. That's okay. We have breaking news. Uh-oh. It's brought to you by Bob Nightingale. He has sources within the White Sox. Chicago White Sox pitcher Mike Clevenger, who remains under investigation for potentially violating MLB's domestic violence policy, will be permitted to fully participate at the White Sox spring training camp. He is not being placed on administrative leave at this time. Mm. So very clear distinction there. I think this is not a White Sox decision. This is a decision coming from Major League Baseball because they would be the ones to administer the suspension. The White Sox, if could keep him away though. They if, could, if they, but we don't know that yet. If they if they wanted to, but presuming Nightingale's sourcing, this is MLB is not going to place him under administrative leave, meaning that they have not found enough evidence as of yet to punish him, mm. and he will be permitted under the terms of the union and what's been collectively bargained. Innocent until proven guilty is basically how they operate. That's their standard. Will be permitted to fully participate at White Sox spring training camp. So this means a couple of things. Wow. This means you're getting the visual. You're getting the visual of Mike Clevenger coming to camp. Of Mike Clevenger in the White Sox hat. Or you're not. Just because he's permitted, the White Sox could choose to hold him out, which is what they should do. But it is not, I don't think, call it journalistic instincts. I don't think Nightingale puts this out if he's not preparing the fan base for Clevenger to be there. Because if the White Sox were going to take the stand of, nope, we don't want him there, Bob obviously has called the White Sox before he's reported this. He's texted Jerry or Kenny or whomever he's talking Mm -hmm. to on this. So, But but it's Bob very carefully putting it at MLB's decision, which, of course, it is. Which, and t- it, which it is. And and leaving the White Sox decision out of it, but indicating, to your point, that he'll be permitted so the so White I, Sox can say he's not suspended. I know it was ugly. I know it was unseemly, but he's not suspended, so here we are. And we will defer to, my guess is, so Rick Hahn speaking tomorrow, right? 11 o'clock, 11.15. So, so my guess is what you're going to hear is... 
We are following Major League Baseball's investigation and cooperating fully with it. We take these matters very seriously. Mm. This is collectively bargained. This is something that is in the hands of Major League Baseball and not us. That is passing the buck. It is. And that's going to be a tough optic. And the allegations against Clevenger are abhorrent. They are abhorrent, but they are not charges. They're, they're not criminal charges. They are allegations. And MLB has reviewed it. And, well, well, they haven't ruled on whether they're going. They're basically saying that he's still under investigation. Yeah, right. It says, I want to just be very clear. He remains under investigation for potentially violating. He will be permitted to fully participate because not being placed on administrative leave at this time. That that reads to me. Anybody else here disagreeing? That reads to me like we've been investigating this. We don't have enough evidence to punish him. Mm. The investigation is not closed. So therefore, because how our system works, we only punish you when there is enough evidence to punish you. So you get to play and earn, but the investigation is ongoing. So the White Sox could say, to Shane's point, they could say, we don't allow anybody to play for us while they're under investigation for domestic violence. And if they don't say that, we've got a problem. Well, yeah, because they they could say that because they said, according to the athletic reporting, when it came out, we didn't know about this when we signed him. Now you know about it. So you could say... And should say, we don't allow people who are under investigation for domestic violence to wear White Sox hats and play for our team. Now, just to devil's advocate this for a second, that does open yourself up to making your players very vulnerable to false accusations. Not saying that's the case in the Clevenger situation. But the Players Union of Major League Baseball is very strong. And these guys... Rich, famous men do feel like targets at times for those types of false allegations, even though the statistics overwhelmingly suggest Mm. that the accusations are overwhelmingly not false. But if you took a stance like that against the union and said, nah, doesn't matter if it's innocent until proven guilty with the collectively bargained domestic violence policy, we're sitting your guy out. That would be a very unpopular stance with the players. Without a doubt. With the players. I'm not saying with the fans, and I'm not saying morally. No. But with the players, that would be unpopular. I'm looking back at the White Sox statement from the original story when the news broke and where they said, as you knew, that they were not aware of these allegations. Major League Baseball and the Chicago White Sox take any and all allegations very seriously. The White Sox are completely supportive of the joint domestic violence, sexual assault, and child abuse policy shared by MLB and the MLBPA. MLB opened an investigation after learning of these allegations. The White Sox were not aware of the allegations or the investigation at the time of his signing. The White Sox will refrain from comment until MLB's investigative process has reached its conclusion. Well, so that last part's interesting. Because they have not reached a conclusion. Because the Bob Nightingale tweet does not say that they have reached a conclusion. It says says he remains under investigation for potentially violating. So the White Sox... If they're going to stick to the language of their first statement, and it also happens to be the most convenient thing to do, could tomorrow say, we have no comment. He remains under investigation. And correct me if I'm wrong here. That's going to be tough to pull off. They're they're going to start with that. They're going to start with that, and then reporters will push, and we'll see if there's more. If the White Sox keep him away, and he hasn't been charged, 
and he's been cleared by Major League Baseball, don't they then face some kind of penalty from the Players Association? Yeah, that's the thing. But the statement is respectful of both MLB and the MLBPA. Danny's point about not wanting to piss off the Players Association right. is extremely valid and important because those are the people they need to want to be with them. They should just cut them, but they won't cut them and because then they'll have to pay them anyway. Right. We know how they operate. But but And how how most people operate. You, If, if Mike Clevenger is a bad guy and an abuser, you don't want to pay an abuser $12 million. Now, you might be paying an abuser $12 million to pitch for you, but you don't want to, like, that's, that's also not good business either. I just think that what you should do if you're the White Sox is say, hey, man, like so you got to have some sort of knowledge of how long this thing is going to take to wrap up. Mm. And I would think it would be better for all parties to not have the visual of him there and answer the questions. But how I read that development is they've been investigating it for a while and they do not have overwhelming evidence here. This does not, I don't know, right? We don't know all the details, but a statement like that did not come out about Trevor Bauer. Never. You, you know what I mean? Never. Just, just, I mean, and and I, I know the allegations are they're they're in the same ballpark because it falls under the same purview. That and because because they're because they're very good pals, and Clevenger stood by Bauer the entire time. That's with, sort of the the personal little extra touch that that makes them feel relevant. Like we were talking about in the pre-show meeting, Danny. If these allegations come to not be true then this woman accusing him of these things should write the next great American novel because she's the most creative person on the face of the planet. Like, you can't... I know you can to make those things up, but her detail and the emotion, you can't make that up. Uh, I, I you can't. Know. I, know, I, I, know, I know, but but you can't, you can't prove and make a ruling... On emotion, oh, but we we also have to, but we have to believe women when they say things like this. I I agree. If he's of not course. held responsible at all, then we're just looking that woman in the face and saying what you feel like happened doesn't matter. What we don't know is how MLB goes about these kind of investigations. Like, are it, it are, are there witnesses? Um, you would assume that they're talking to people. They're talking to multiple people. They're digging into it. They're doing their best to try and approximate a police investigation or an FBI investigation or a, a criminal investigation because that's that's their process. That process is what we don't know about at this point. So I'm just the reason why I think it's interesting that a statement like this came out and it didn't come out around the Bauer story is doesn't that suggest to you guys that there isn't that strong of evidence? Like, I'm not saying don't believe her. That's not what I'm saying. But that didn't happen around the Trevor Bauer story. Well, the Bauer story, there were also, there there were criminal, there was a criminal case against Trevor Bauer. And well, and, and, and that, that accuser had gone to... The, the police, and there were criminal charges. It, it, it ended up concluding with no charges filed against him, and the MLB investigation stayed open. But that is a – there were more serious, and there were criminal charges. Yeah, it sure does seem like she didn't do a very good job keeping proof, well, I'm like just, keeping I, text message I, threads. I, and I don't know. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I'm just saying the fact that it's basically like, hey, we've got a file open on this guy. Mm -hmm. We've been investigating. We don't have enough – 
to suggest that he's guilty, but we also don't have enough to suggest that he's innocent, so we're closing the investigation. Mm-hmm. So they're still in the fact-finding phase? They're still in the fact-finding like, phase. They what? haven't completed it by now, and it's the ball is now back in the White Sox court in terms of how if they want to deal with the visual and the PR situation tomorrow of him being there on top uh, of everything. Man, that tweet does not come out by Bob, from Bob Nightingale if he's not going to be there tomorrow. Why would – why? Because you know that Bob then yeah. went to them <laughs> and course. said, "Is he? what are you guys going to do with this? Are of you guys going to have him there? And if, they, if he wasn't going to be there, yeah, no, that is a – he, Let, let's he, remember who Bob is. That mm-hmm. That is a tweet that contextualizes it as on MLB, not on the Sox, which is, of course, factually true on the front end, but also tries to absolve or clean it up for the White Sox that, well, we have no reason to not let him go to camp. We have no reason to do that. That's Bob doing the favor of not showing what the White Sox want to do while admitting to you that the White Sox are going to allow it to happen. I, yeah, I mean, at this point, I will be floored if he's not there tomorrow. Yeah, I'll be floored. Why wouldn't? Why, why at this point? Why wouldn't he be? If the, if 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 Nightingale put that out, and again, you could say they should take the moral conscious stand here, but they're not going to do that. Hmm. They're not going to do that. He's in their starting rotation. They gave him $12 million. They signed him three and a half months ago or, and, and, or three months ago at this point. God, I hate the signing from a baseball perspective, too. Well, there is that. There is that. Michael but, Waka just signed with the Padres. I bet you Michael Waka has a better year than Mike Clevenger if, if Clevenger pitches. That'll be something we can track. Well, I, and, and that's the other thing. It, it makes it now much more likely than not that he does pitch. Man, if they had enough to suspend him, how? When did when did we find out about it? When was that athletic story? When was the athletic story? I've got you, it where, right where here. Where you got with the Katie, statement from? What was the date Katie on that? Strang, January twenty fourth is when that broke. Okay, so we're talking three weeks. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a there's a single accuser, right? And there's Clevenger, and then there's any corroborating witnesses that both of those parties would present to Major League Baseball. It shouldn't take that long to investigate. That's what I'm saying. We, they, they've had, we're not talking about like a long criminal conspiracy thing. We're not talking about a court of law. We're talking about interviewing half a dozen people, probably, maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about it. it my, 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 I didn't feel this way when we were doing transition earlier today. Based on how that came out, man, my, my guess is he pitches. My guess is he's a member of the White Sox. And I'm not saying I like it or that that's right. I'm just telling you, like, based on the fact that that got reported in that way the day before pitchers and catchers report, I will guarantee he's there tomorrow. And I bet you that they don't have enough evidence to punish him, and he pitches for the White Sox this year. If Mike Clevenger pitches for the White Sox, my season tickets are gone. All right. I Gone. I... I I would say that it is better than 50-50 that he pitches for him at this point, based on how that is reported. And the, the yeah. Am I, I wrong? I, no, I mean, I, I, I'm no, fully I, I open so. to being wrong. We're getting this br- so. live as we're on um, the air. Unless they, but, but how that is reported is very specific. Unless they get some kind of attack of morality, they get some kind of sudden uh, pang of, uh, 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 of morality that they want to stand by, and show that 
that they wouldn't want to employ someone who may or may not have done this. They don't have any legal ground to stand on, and it would cost them $12 million. It's a horrendous look, but you know what? Their reputation and the way their fan base feels about them is in such a terrible place right now that I don't know how much more damage something like this is going to do from their perspective. I can see them looking at it and saying, well, they hate us anyway, and if we start to win, they'll love us anyway. So let's just go ahead and move forward. Yeah, we'll keep uh, reaction going, 312-644-6767, but I can't imagine that breaks any other way, at least before tomorrow. Again, Bob Nightingale reporting, Chicago White Sox pitcher Mike Clevenger, who remains under investigation for potentially violating MLB's domestic violence policy, will be permitted to fully participate at White Sox spring training camp. He is not being placed on administrative leave at this time. You can still get your questions in for one last thing. Parkinson speak on the score. Spring training is just a few days away, and nothing has happened yet. It's looking like Mike Clevenger is going to be at spring training when the – pitchers and catchers report on Wednesday. So it'll just kind of be pushed aside for the moment until we have some sort of clarity. It is not a situation that anybody wants to talk about. I don't want to talk about it. And we'll just see how this prevails. But it's looking like we're going to see Mike Clevenger in a Sox uniform on Wednesday. That's Chuck Garfine. He's informed of the Sox. And uh, it looks like he's right. That was this morning with Mully and no, it was earlier. It was uh, yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. Thank but you. He looks, it looks very much like he was right. Because Bob Nightingale has reported, and it's, the wording is very intentional. The framing and specific. of it is very much so, yes. Chicago White Sox pitcher Mike Clevenger, who remains under investigation for potentially violating MLB's domestic violence policy, will be permitted to fully participate at White Sox spring training camp. He is not being placed on administrative leave at this time. So that means they've been investigating. They don't have enough evidence to punish him, so they can't punish him because that's how the policy reads. Right. So he gets to go there if the White Sox will have them. But because we know that Nightingale is so sourced up with the White Sox, I believe he would also have the scoop but the White Sox are keeping him away at this time while he is under investigation for potentially uh, violating the domestic violence policy, but they're not. And frankly, it does the White Sox a solid by framing this as, well, what are the White Sox supposed to do? What are they supposed to do? You know, MLB says he's uh, they don't have anything. So, I mean, what what are the White Sox supposed to do? You can't just you can't just not let a guy come because of allegations, because frankly, it's that's true. I mean, if Bob is fr- framing it that way, you could have some some bout of, of inner morality and in trying to do the right thing, but you're certainly not beholden to. And in fact, you could you could really piss off the players union if you did so. I, I also don't know how this is being received within players on the White Sox. Do they like him? Do they want him on the team? Well, see, Cleveland didn't like him and San Diego didn't like him. So um, chances of them liking him right now, I don't know. Seem low. Seem low. Seem very low. I agree. But this will now dominate Pedro Grafal's first day in White Sox uniform. Uh, Rick Hahn will speak. You said at 11-15? 11-15? All right, so let's think about this. Parkins Crisis PR here. You're Rick Hahn. 
you will defer to Major League Baseball's domestic violence policy and say we are cooperating fully. Questions you will be asked. Did you know about the allegations of domestic violence when you signed him? You have to say no. You have to say no. You've already admitted that. Well, you, you said it. In a, you, you, yeah. They, they said they said it in their statement that that they were unaware um, uh, of any of any allegation. Now that you know of the allegations, are you comfortable with him wearing a White Sox hat? Right. That so that that's the follow. Okay, you didn't know then. We'll mm-hmm. take you at your word. But now that you do know what he's being accused of, in conjunction with the other things that were out there about him. Are you comfortable with him representing the White Sox? Uh, Answer to that is... Look, I don't know what happened. I, I I cannot say that he is guilty of what he was accused of. Yeah. I think, it, I think, I think this... He is in a... He is in a... Very difficult spot. Yeah. And, he, but I, and that's why I think some boilerplate, at least starting point of he remains under investigation so we cannot and will not comment is most likely, because it is in the last line of their original statement from January 24th. The White Sox will refrain from comment until MLB's investigative process has reached its conclusion. The fact that MLB is not saying he's innocent, but they're merely saying he remains under investigation gives the White Sox cover to not say anything about it. I don't think that they that will will fly though. Well then I, you've got to you've got to say that you think he's innocent then. You've, I, you've got you've got to say that we investigated along with MLB and we do not believe these charges to be true. I don't know. I think I think I don't know that that, that I wouldn't do that either. Uh, <laughs> I would I, that that does not that that's that that is very much not believing what, women. You know, I what, I, what I, if that's true though? What what are they to do? Let's say that what they, if they what if what if this is one of those cases? What if this is one of those cases if it's like if it's like the Patrick Kane trial, like the Patrick Kane case and it ends up being that it was a false accusation by somebody who was targeting a player. Just just for the sake of conversation here. If you're the White Sox and that's what you believe this was, can you even say that in the atmosphere in which teams live now? I think you would just then defer to the investigation is ongoing. We will have comments on it when the investigation concludes. Which is what I think they're most likely to do. Especially because, man, Clevenger has earned no benefit of the doubt from the White Sox. He's done nothing for you. All he's done for you is a headache. Mm. He's not great. Trevor Bauer is great at his job. Right, Clevenger is a $12 million (laughs) flyer that that you have taken. So you don't need to take any more of a reputational hit or a credibility hit or an integrity hit for Mike Clevenger. You can hang him out to dry a bit with your words and say, We're disgusted by the allegations. We're disgusted by the allegations. This is a collectively bargained domestic violence policy. He is allowed to be here. So he is allowed to be here, uh-huh. but we are not going to comment on anything about a presumption of innocence or guilt, frankly, on this specific case. This is MLB's uh, investigation. Uh, until the investigation concludes, we are investigating it to what the best of our ability of what we are allowed to do. I'm not, I'm not even sure about that part. I don't think that they actually are allowed because I, I think a lot of times it's like once MLB concludes their investigation, we'll do our own investigation uh-huh. in, into it. You know, so I... My guess is they say Major League Baseball is investigating. We did not know about this. 
Then you get the question of would you have signed them if you did know? Right. You get that question. That's and, a, that's an obvious question. And then how about this? Will you become better at this kind of stuff? Will you add some layers into your scouting? Will you add? Should you have known? Should you have known? Yeah. Are you looking at your policies and your practices? And I bet you that will be yes. We have reviewed our our policies and practices. And the way it stands now, we would have caught this thing if 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 what we are now doing was in place well, six six weeks ago. Well, because the thing is, it th- wasn't that hard. No, it wasn't that hard because okay. there was social media stuff from his this accuser who is now public. She had hinted at some stuff on social media. There were some other things out there. There's pro scouting, and then there's also like the character scouting, like that part of it. You should be able to have known some of this. Stuff. Well, that's the thing. Even if he isn't a an abuser who is going to be found guilty within the confines of Major League Baseball's domestic violence policy, mm. he's a dirtbag. There's bad guys on every team. Yeah. There's bad guys at every job. You know what I mean? But he is a dirtbag. We know that much. So how much are you really going to stake your reputational organizational integrity behind a dirtbag who's your number five starter. I know. Like, that but, doesn't strike me as being a, a particularly willing fight. But if you are going to pay him and have him play, you have to eventually build some esprit de corps. You build some some good feelings with, the, uh, with your player. Maybe they'll trust Pedro to do that, and they'll trust that process to take, to take over. I think, I think they can say... And probably should say we are disgusted by the charges, of course. By the allegations. We are disgusted by the allegations. And we are trusting MLB to do their own investigation. And we won't comment more. They're going to get crushed. No matter what. For allowing the visual of him to be there, they will get crushed. And for not doing their due diligence ahead of time on on the guy. They're going to get crushed tomorrow, and they're going to deserve it. And they deserve to have not, for not doing their due diligence, and for allowing this visual. Yeah. Which their twelve million dollars enabled, and, and again, and I will continue to say, the visual is a bad uh, result of this, but it isn't the root problem of it. Because if the guy's an abuser, you don't want to pay him twelve million dollars. Congratulations on being an abuser. Mm-hmm. You do want him to be found guilty and recoup the money, but you didn't do your due diligence on the guy. You signed the dirt bag to twelve million bucks. Then it was even worse than you thought. And now, because you aren't the type of organization that can eat the twelve million bucks, and there might not be enough evidence for MLB to sweep it away for you, you're just going to have to live with the visual, like that. So that that that's the part where they kind of deserve it. Like you know what I mean? Like they 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 kind of deserve. This is what you get when the, you don't yeah. <laughs> when you don't do the proper investigation when your right. pro scouting department has sucked for a long, long time. Even if he isn't guilty of what he's been charged of, you deserve the black mark. On your organization. And, and by the way, maybe he still is. We don't know. But it is a, uh, they are going to get crushed tomorrow. Nice start to the new year. Nice start to the new year. Oh, my God. Tough on a, spot for Pedro Grafal. On a team. Not his fault. On, on, on a team and for an organization that is thought so poorly of by their own fans, let alone around baseball. And now this is added in to your day one arrival. Hope springs eternal. Wow. Yeah. Happy New Year.
We'll answer some questions. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. It's been a long four hours. Afternoons on the score. Just one more thing, please. I thought you had a clock to punch. I do. I'm leaving right now. It's time for One Last Thing. Let's let someone else ask a couple questions. I just want to ask you. And then we'll come back to you. One question. How about that? Let's let everybody else and we'll come back to you. Ask any question. I just want to ask you. For anyone on the show. Then I can figure out who I want to answer to. I don't need your help with that. I just want to ask you. Does anyone else have another question first? I got a question. All right. I just want to ask you. Thank you. One question. One last thing with Parkinson Spiegel on 670 The Score. Shane asks the questions that you text and twitch in. What do we got? From 708, since Valentine's Day is a made-up holiday, what is one manufactured holiday that you do celebrate? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> From W. Wilson. Are they, aren't they all manufactured? Well, I mean, Jesus, Jesus. It, okay, quite right. And the Jewish one. <laughs> yeah, Hanukkah's, Hanukkah. Hanukkah's manufactured. That's my answer. Hanukkah is a very minor miracle that they propped up and manufactured to fight the war on Christmas, and I celebrate You were it. talking about Jesus Christ there? Uh, that's what I was implying, yeah. Yeah. Okay. P- Pizza Friday. That's a good one. <laughs> Pizza Friday. I that's honor that. One. That's what, honestly like one of my three favorite holidays. Frankly, Pizza Friday. I mean, our birthdays are manufactured because our parents manufactured us, yeah. right? Look, Mother's Day is a is a is a construct, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we all have to celebrate that one. Yeah, except for Linnell. Yeah, shout out to Linnell. <laughs> what a legend, Linnell. My wife is not my mother. Oh, you called earlier in the show. I helped the kids get the mother Mother's Day gifts, but she's not my mother. It's like, yeah. wow, yeah. that's impressive. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. What a fun note to end on this whole hour. So the third baseman is going to have a lot of responsibility, right, in that shift? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Speech. I know you were very excited. We'll get back to it, it's I promise. Okay. It's all right. Yeah. Life happens. What a what a fun day the White Sox are going to have tomorrow as Mike Clevenger arrives with everybody else. It's so dirty of MLB to put them put that on them right now. I th- just hold off. Uh, well, is it no? I mean, is- I I, th- I think I think the White Sox. I don't I don't know. I think the White Sox would approve of that message, and because it's Bob Nightingale, I think they did. And I mean, if they did it the last possible second before he could report, he's going to show up tomorrow. So they have to have some. What's your standing within the investigation? The investigation is ongoing, and he's going to be allowed to be there because we haven't found Amen. enough. They, they, they didn't do them dirty. No, they, I they, agree. They, camp starts tomorrow. He's allowed to be there. So we investigated as right until the moment when he was allowed to report. The news could have broken that. The White Sox have decided to allow Mike Clevenger to come to camp, and that's not the way it was framed. No. but that That's the way be, it's going to, the way it well, feels to have, a lot of people. They're going to have to explain themselves tomorrow, and it's not going to go well. Uh... Thank you to everybody who was a part of the show today. We're way late. We are Parkinson Spiegel. This is The Score. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Broncos country. That's right. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.